Hello and welcome to the Front Porch. This is Brian Beaudry. Uh, in the last episode, you heard me talk to Brad Neep out of Peoria Rentals in Peoria, Illinois. The time we talked was about six months ago, so I figured we should go back and talk to him again, uh, find out kind of how the last six months have affected him and his business. I want to thank Brad for taking the time to talk to me, and let's get into it. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. We talked back in November. Uh, so what have you been up to since then? Well, uh, you know, a lot has changed in the event rental industry and for our business, certainly. Uh, so there's been quite a bit of change. I'm not sure where you want to start on that. I guess since there's kind of two separate uh, areas, there's kind of between November and when the whole pandemic started and and once coronavirus kind of hit America and and since that point. So let's just talk about um, the first few months first. So what was your, what was it looking like this year was going to be before coronavirus hit? So uh, over the last couple years, as you know, we're both tool and event rental and primarily company-wide since we started the first, you know, six years were primarily like a 70, 30, 70% revenue came from the event side and, and 30% from tool. And so uh, over the last two years, we've really been pushing to grow the the tool side a little bit more, and it had taken us about two years of trying to focus as much as we possibly could uh, on tools to get it to more like a 60-40 split. Event generally just yells for your time and energy because there's weather problems and all the all kinds of stuff. We were kind of poised uh, this year to try to make it more of a 50-50 revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, was our goal going into the Point Rental Conference. I think that's when we talked previously. Um, we were kind of ramping up for that. We have been had been purchasing more boom lifts and telehandlers and getting into some of the aerial stuff, um, moving into more larger excavators, um, still minis, but that type of thing. And that was kind of our goal and our focus. Um, we didn't really want to I was we gonna say, this doesn't sound like the best way to achieve that uh, ratio, I don't think. <laughs> I know, right? So we didn't want to necessarily have revenue drop on event, but we just really wanted Tool to catch up and be more of a 50-50 and balance us out a little bit. Um, and we feel like we've got a pretty good market share on the event side. So um, without us adding product lines or growing the market which we serve, we really didn't see um, you know double-digit um, growth opportunities there so that was that was our plan up until you know COVID started and I feel like we were on track for that we got some really good advice from different companies that we saw and talked to at Point Rental Conference and at the rental show Mm -hmm. and then shortly thereafter you know quite a bit changed so okay so I mean how's coronavirus affected your business obviously as primarily events and it's a good thing I guess you're you're working on ramping up that general side but uh, how's, how's it affected things up there in Illinois? So we are tracking right now. Um, so, so event is down significantly. Um, I don't know the exact number that it's down right now because uh, we have just recently gained some uh, COVID testing sites for tenting. So that certainly helped a little bit of revenue yeah. go up. But really it was down, you know, essentially 90%. And Tool is now tracking. We've got a Morton location, a Peoria location, and both are ranging about 25% uh, revenue growth uh, for the year. 
um, and even you know higher spiked numbers during you know certain months uh, of this COVID. You know, the most recent month is probably you know upwards of you know more than thirty percent growth. So that's been helping us balance out. Uh, that lost revenue on the event side. There's also really heavy labor on the event side. So we're also watching our net operating income and seeing where that's trending. So yeah, that's kind of where we're landing in a, as a mile high view, I guess. Okay. I've been curious about this because I hear a lot of like uh, net down 90% um, on the event side. So what are like the 10% that are still there? There's still, um, there's still some people doing like, you know, getting bounce houses for their kids just so they don't go nuts. Yeah. Um, there's still some, you know, funerals where they're doing like a, you know, a 10 by 10 pop-up and they're doing 10, 10 people at a time, you know, can go and kind of do a viewing and just little tiny things. I mean, really there was about a month there that, you know, revenue went up practically nothing. So like there was a month where there was literally zero happening. Yeah. But outside of that, once the initial shock, you know, people kind of realized that they could do a couple things, I guess. I was going to ask you to take me through your process of dealing with the whole thing. So basically, what are your operations? How have your operations changed? Obviously, there's the whole slowdown on the event side and the ramp up of more general. But has the day to day officially like changed within your business? It certainly feels a lot different. Um, you know, actually, when when this all kind of started, I was actually we go on a vacation once a year, and that's like we go on one vacation, we go to Florida, and right when we were leaving to go to Florida is when nothing had shut down yet, but it was kind of like the, it, we were, had the first cases in the U S and they were, no States had done a stay at home order or anything like that. But within the week we were gone, it all started. And I think within two days of us coming back is when the first stay at home order started for Illinois. So a lot of this happened while I was on vacation and we had to start making decisions based on that. And uh, so very early on, we changed our phone settings uh, and had decided that uh, we've got a leadership team that meets once a week. And so we started meeting every day while I was on vacation doing uh, video chats. Yeah. And we made some decisions early on that we were going to, we have also, we have every other month, we have these big company meetings where we kind of have, it's like a fun thing too. And, and we share things as a group, but um, so we decided, you know, let's go ahead and cancel the next one that was coming up the following week. Our main leadership team meetings, we were going to go to once a day to try to figure out what we needed to do as a company. We changed our voice prompts um, so that like if there was a hospital calling for tenting or anything COVID related, that we could try to capture those and they, those would go to one person instead of going through the, the normal channels, get someone quick and someone that was educated right away, maybe not catch a new person for a hospital calling for a large, you know, tent setup or something. Sure. So we did some of those things early on. Um, by the end of that week, we knew the stay-at-home order was coming. I think it was announced. And so we went ahead at that point, and we could already see that week I was gone. Um, I think we had like $100,000 in cancellations or uh, postponements in that first week. And so we decided then that we had to go ahead and make a smart move and lay off some of our team members. As you know, an event uh, or in rental, uh, especially in areas that are cold part of the year, yeah. you pretty much save a bunch of money just to try to keep your good staff on all through the winter months. And since this was all happening kind of in March, we still had another two and a half months of like, we need to like make this cash last for payroll through, you know, until we start having business come in and, you know, mid April. 
Yeah. So we did go ahead and lay off some event team members. So that gets to my point of where our day to day operations went is we had to make some, some really tough choices on who we laid off. And it was really trying to be primarily based off of is your job going to be happening? Like our dish and linen staff or our showroom sales and those types of things. Those were some of the, um, or, you know, the guys that work in the warehouse cleaning tents or cleaning bounce houses and things like that. So we had to lay off some of those positions, which was really, really hard. We have never, ever laid anyone off ever. And so that was, that happened in one, on one Friday, we laid off quite a bit of staff on the event side and some of those other team members that were a little bit more well-versed that had bounced between tool and event. Yeah. Um, some of those positions stayed because we transitioned them into tool uh, team members. So day to day wise, we had, you know, 30 team members floating around between two locations every day down to maybe 11 um, daily basis. So it certainly changed things um, a lot. There's, there's a good argument right there for uh, working on making sure you get cross-trained and, and learn how to be as versatile as possible. Very true. I know that we've heard from a, a bunch of different customers that are doing like uh, drive-through rentals or they'll have like the plexiglass partitions or um, big old barriers. Do you guys have any of those set up? So we went to just straight um, curbside pickup, uh, keep the showroom locked. We made some real nice signs that are very similar to Walmart when you pull up, you know, call this number. And we've, uh, we've taken some of the event staff and we've transferred planted those people into kind of runners. Um, so we're running to the customer a lot. We're getting, going out and getting their credit card, you know, or taking it over the phone. Um, some people are, you know, we're, we're utilizing some point rental products that we already had before, um, like eSign and um, WebPay. So some customers, when we're setting up the reservations, um, we're actually just sending them that link and they're taking care of all that stuff before they even get here. And then it's really just taking their items out to them. But not everyone's adapted to that. So a lot of times people just show up too. And then there's yeah. the awkwardness of like, you know, trying to open the door and all that stuff. So we put like a nice backdrop in front of the door. So we at least don't see the. Yeah. So you don't door. have that awkward phase where you're just looking at each other and you're like kind of pointing to the sign. Yeah. Like point to the sign and like, you know, do a call me. Yeah. But yeah. So we, there's definitely been struggles in that, but it really works well. And I think customers, you know, there's been more people at home. So I think part of the tool revenue increase, a small part of it has not just been from the hustle of, you know, shifting as a company and focusing on, you know, what businesses are still working and how can we, you know, change what we're doing. Yeah. But uh, there's more people at home doing projects. They're worried about the end times or something in there planting a garden or, you know, trying to plant a garden for their kids for school and kind of be like, Hey, let's do something a little bit different. Um, so we've seen a lot more of that type of stuff. And, you know, you, when you're stuck at home a little more, it's like, you know, now that I'm here a lot more, I should probably fix this place up a little bit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Get the honey, honey do list done. Yeah, exactly. We've already kind of gone through some of this stuff a little bit, but what's been working out well for you and, and what hasn't worked? There's definitely been really great, a really, really great resource has been the area's COVID page, just seeing what people are doing and understanding better how larger markets are being affected. And then, you know, giving us a little bit of an idea of what we're going to expect, you know, seeing certain stores close. And um, then you can kind of correlate that with the map of, of how many cases they have at what time. And 
we can kind of see how we're trending and, you know, watch some of those graphs. And so that's been, instead of just getting blindsided, I feel like it's been really nice to know. And then even just getting great ideas, like different hand sanitizer things, like very early on in that first week, while I was even in Florida, someone posted something about hand sanitizers for their team members. And I mean, within the first week, I mean, it was like, boom, let's do it. Let's get ahead of the curve and let's, let's get hand sanitizers for our team members. So we put them at all our doors and, you know, things like that. So there's been a lot of great resources just in, in just seeing what the bigger cities are. You know, it's like watching a trend come in from the coast, but you're doing it like within weeks, you know, so it's easy to stay focused on it. At Point of Rental, we care about people and our four-legged friends. That's why we're proud to say that no animals are harmed in creating our rental software. You can rest assured that when you use Point of Rental software to manage your business, you're making the world a safer place for animals. How does it make you feel, Rufus? So I know here at Texas that uh, we've we've opened up a bunch of stuff. Um, how, how's it going up there? Are you guys uh, starting to open up? And so we uh, we are we are not opened yet. Okay. Um, just this last week, they the governor said that uh, we can have outdoor seating, but not inside. Okay. And so about 10 times a day, I'm getting a phone call from a restaurant that wants a tent so that they can be open. You know, they're certainly struggling and um, they can have seating outside under a tent. Well, there's problems with that because they have to socially distance. So to have a tent up, to pay for the square footage of tent they need for an entire month uh, in a parking lot that hasn't been Julie, that hasn't been, or, you know, uh, one called or blue staked or utility located. They just don't know what they're looking at. They don't know what the cost is and they don't know how many people are going to show up. And so there's really just not enough money to, I mean, when you have to put people six feet apart. Yeah. I've been kind of wondering about this. Like if, if you need all that space for people to sit, where are they going to park? And then if you have, right. Yeah. So it's, it's a real struggle to have those conversations with, Hey, we'll rent you a tent, but it's not going to be cost effective. We'll try to get it as low as we can. But we also don't want to risk our inventory to be out for a month. And then, you know, we might have a reservation on it a month from now. We're not, we're not used to booking, you know, months at a time with no end in sight. Um, so it's hard to kind of decide how much we want to go after that. Um, we are more transitioning ourselves to focus on the large businesses that need to be in production and need to be taking temperatures as they go in. Um, and stuff like that. I mean, not that we won't do stuff with restaurants, but we're trying to find any old tent inventory that we can maybe sell them and just say, Hey, like this isn't up to par for us, but it'll work great for what all you need is to keep the rain off people while they're eating or the sun off people. So we're trying to do some of that stuff, but yeah, right now we're not open. We'll see what happens. Are you feeling like people have been waiting on events for so long? Or are you feeling like people have kind of gotten used to not having events? Um, I think there's a lot of people that are stir crazy that are ready. Uh, Even people that primarily, you know, you see people post memes, you know, oh, I've been practicing social distancing my whole life, you know, even, I mean, on any end of the spectrum, I think people are getting a little stir crazy and just ready for some sort of like going out um, and doing something. You know, people, I hear a lot like, I just want to go sit down at a restaurant and, you know, things you took for granted before. I think that we will be able to do that soon. And we've already noticed just in the last two weeks, uh, a pretty large tick in 
incoming reservations for small backyard parties, small grad parties, things like that, where people before were like, I don't know how my aunt feels about this. And I don't want to be ridiculed for like putting on this like little backyard party. Yeah. And now I feel like people are seeing more of that happening. And then it's like a little bit okay. And if you choose to not go because you want to be safe, then you can make that choice. We're not going to blame you for it, but we're also not going to get like, you know, we were really worried about how we marketed during this because, you know, we didn't really want to become the person that is just berated on Facebook because you don't want to be nationally famous for, you know, being that, that company. Right. And I mean, we've even, we even had a couple customers that wanted to throw large events just to kind of say, just to go against it and yeah. get seen by the news and stuff like that. And that's a hard place to be in as a rental store. Yeah. Cause you need income, but you're like kind of for the wrong cause. It's like, eh, I don't really want to be famous for that. Yeah. That sounds actually pretty interesting. So how have you approached um, marketing during this time? Cause it is definitely a tough time for trying to promote, especially on the event side. So we went for the most part dormant for about a month. I mean, I think we probably had a few little, posts here or there, but not necessarily. We didn't make announcements that like were essential. Come get your products. We talked about doing like a campaign for rototillers once we saw those picking up like, hey, ever thought about planting a garden? Now's a great time to get your kids outside and teach them something and watch them grow, you know, give them something to do. Go look at the plants grow and things like that. But we chose to not do it just because we had announced that we were renting tents for COVID test sites. And we had some people make comments that were like, oh, I hope those are free, you know. Oh, it must be nice to profit off of the virus. And just things that were, you know, so far from the truth uh, that yeah. we just were like, man, we, it's just probably better to be silent. And so we took our marketing dollars and we did reduce what we spent, but we moved it to more things like instead of posting, you know, COVID test site, you know, locations available or tenting available on Facebook. We went ahead and just moved it to AdWord type stuff yeah. um, and then ads on Facebook. So it may come across as an ad. I think that we kind of transitioned it more towards that. Like if they were searching for something, then they'd find us quicker as opposed to just going out to any random person that. Yeah. Usually if someone's, you know, looking for a service, they're not going to complain that you're providing that service. <laughs> right. Did you have any other comments about what's been up? I think that probably just in general, kind of just outlook. I think this has been for us. We've luckily been on the on the good side of this where we've been trying to take a lot of team members that have been maybe resistant to change over time. And we've always as a company progressed and moved and morphed and changed for either an individual customer or for a company or for an industry or a product line. and you know, when someone says you can't do this or that's not how we, you know, traditionally do it um, or we do this because of this, think outside the box, change things, um, resistant to change. Um, we've already pushed our team members to that, but I think it's been a really good learning experience for those that are resistant to change. You got to be ready to move or something like this can just completely take it all away. Like, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you can't pivot fast as a company, the world's going to throw some stuff at us that a single law changes or something like this happens and it can really change the business. So being diversified for us, I really feel for all the rental stores that are, are just event. I can't imagine going through this without the tool side of the business. And the fact that we were already planning to push that side of the business, really we're very blessed at where we were at when this happened. So I feel for all the other 
stores that just did an event. So hopefully, you know, everyone makes it through and, you know, we can kind of have a slow rebuild and um, people will start throwing events again and hopefully uh, maybe bigger ones to make up for time lost or something. But yeah, I did. Have, I was thinking about that when you mentioned slow rebuild. So which is, which is uh, scarier, a slow rebuild or a really fast one where like you've already laid all these people off, you don't necessarily have access to them again. Are you kind of worried if it comes back too fast? I personally am. I think a slow rebuild, at least where we're at as a company, is going to be the most beneficial. Um, the fast rebuild is certainly scary because, you know, everyone's not working at the same pace. And I mean, when it gets busy on event side, I mean, you're working you know, well, well over 40 hours a week, lots of physical labor. I mean, you'll probably have event rental accidents and, you know, potentially, you know, heat stroke, you know, things like that. When you're out of shape sitting for that long and then you go into an industry that is as fast paced as we are in the middle of the summer, um, there could be a lot of other problems that happen because of it. So we're, we're really hoping for a little bit of a slow rebuild, not necessarily just for that, but I think for where we're at as a company, um, we're trying to build a building this year and, trying to decide if we start construction now or if we start in the, you know, in 2021. So probably a slow rebuild is best for us. Is that you guys moving or are you guys uh, adding another? We would be moving um, and we would be uh, moving our one location and then we'd be moving some of our departments from our second location into our first to try to consolidate event into one location for the most part. Okay, that makes sense. Because right now we're split. Dish and linen is at a dish linen and sales is at our second facility, but all deliveries come out of one. So we're doing daily store transfers. Okay. Well, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I don't think so. All right. Thanks, everyone. Uh, if you have, if you'd like to listen to more of our podcast, we have everything for you at pointofrental.com/porch.